0: And a big good morning to you. Thanks so much for being a year round carnival customer again. We're having a look at firstly the Quaker and then Ranwick with Vince Accardi. Man, can Sydney find some rain? Ranwick, it's just a it's a magnet for it, isn't it? Oh <laughs> <laughs> Magnet. They need to review some
1: of their processes and they need to keep Verdi drains and things like that away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure. All right, well, let's look at the cocker first. Speaking of rain, there was overnight rain on the Thursday night. Now, I saw an interview with the Ascot track manager who said he was delighted with it because he said just a nice little sprinkle. That's what they wanted. Put it in the soft five. He expects it to be good today, and uh, and that's just perfect. But it probably explains why there was good market support as well for Bella Nipotina. Uh, Vince, you might start getting to the price you wanted for Amelia's Jewel.
1: Yeah, I'm sticking super strong with Amelia's Jewel. That's the horse I want to – all chips in for me, Ralphie. At Ascot, I'm just A1 in the corner of Melia's Jewel. I just cannot fault the horse. That little bit of rain, all it's going to do is we're not going to be on a fast two track. Yep. We're going to end up on a genuine three, G3. That's what's going to happen. That's really, and that's the worst case scenario because they've been running uh, a couple of meetings there, borderline F2.
0: <laughs> right. And these yep. horses are still all right, apparently. So.
1: I, I haven't, I haven't seen one breakdown yet.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Mill is Joel. When you say chips in, you mean place on side, but an A grade bet, yeah?
1: It's an A grade bet, two by ten, Ralphie. I'm very, very keen.
0: The price is there. I'm just looking forward to it. No no doubt at all. Uh, second favourite, Bellin Bettina. Third favourite, Uncommon James. As we mentioned yesterday, there are cases at odds for Maltese, for Kem and Tari and Tricks of the Trade. Let's have a look at this round with card, Vince. What's your mindset change now today with the uh, rails at seven? Well, that's not moved, but uh, much wetter ground than yesterday.
1: I guess the, the challenge is how heavy is heavy in terms of, we have seen over the last two weeks that we have been getting up to the minus 30 range. Yep. Which is, a, which is frustrating. Now they, they, they're claiming the tracks H8, but yep. there was four millimeters of rain this morning there.
0: Hard to trust that says.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's just a big challenge. And it's just one of those things I, I do. I mean, I last week, the home straight race really well. From what I can also gather is, if, if there's not going to be any rain during the day, that's probably the biggest issue they have. Is the track falls apart if it rains during race day, particularly if they're you know about to have a race and it continues to fall. And I, there isn't going to be any of that, so I have to remain somewhat positive. All I'm hoping for, Ralphie, is that we start off race one or two, that we see like a minus sixteen. Because then we were a big chance. See, it took to the end of the day last week to get to a minus 12. And mind you, that was probably an above average horse that won that race. Yep. But we we were borderline heavy eight in the end. So if we could start there, then we're going to be improving. And and we, we could genuinely find ourselves on slow track and maybe S5 in the home straight.
0: All right, let's underline. We want you to open up your race speed profiles, go through it with Vince here, and this is all just about business. So in race one, look, two terrific Colts here, probably with big upside, Vince's older horses, Ossipenko and Pericles, but unfortunately in a small field, there's just no room in the market.
1: No, there's no room, but I, I actually want to back ospenko Ralphie. Okay. Yeah, so not one. I'm not one that uh, you know charges in that easily, but I actually want to back this horse. It's a small field. I just... Can, you know, everything points to this horse running first or second. And obviously, that's what you're going to need in this field because it will pay, Pay I think it still pays first two dividends. Yep. If it only pays one, then I, I wouldn't play, right? But the reality is I'm very confident that, A, this horse will run the 2,000 metres. had a bit more of a look at it last night. And I know this horse handles the wet ground, Ralphie. We're not going to be on an S5 race one, right? And no speed. This horse gets every chance and and I'm backing the class. That's what I want. I want to back the class. That's the bottom line. It's all about the class. And then from an exotic point of view, I really could only, I mean, it's only a small field anyway, but two and three from an exacter point of view, you can take it either, you know, one and three or one and two. That's how I'm looking at it. A bit more value with the two, because I do feel that horse is a riser and I have an expectation that horse is, I'm not going to say it's going to run benchmark, but it, it might. And, One interesting thing about Pericles, the communication this morning from the Cummings team, that they're looking forward to get past this race so they can set the horse for mile races next preparation. So that, to me, felt like that's a question mark for them about the 2,000 metres. And it's a
0: valid question.
1: Yeah, it's a race with no pace, so I'm not going to dismiss it because there is no speed. I just feel that Osipenko is the classier horse.
0: Chris Waller actually said or heard him in an interview said that they want to run him over 2,000 just to see if he's a Cox plate type or so he must have a big opinion of him to even say that word. Yeah,
1: so I'm excited. Yeah.
0: Okay. Race two, uh, the highway, it's obviously low confidence there, as you can see on the charts there. Most advanced, super extreme, Marimlats commander, Salir, Liz Tamania, blow dart. Uh, anything you want to add to that or is it just a move well, on if you're,
1: I don't even want to you know, get anybody from my point of view to even remotely feel like I'm even going to be interested in this race.
0: So we move on to the midway in race three on the program here. So the tight favourites floating. You've got low to moderate, but a couple that you've, you've put down at uh, good odds here. Bundina and uh, anything goes at, uh, what's that, $15. So any thing for those well, having a little play?
1: The realistic part is floating. I mean, I'm not sure how far back it's going to get. It handles the wet track solid in, that, in terms of that profile. I know it's not a big price, so it's not one that you, well, me personally, I wouldn't want to be chiming into this race, but everything does point to this horses on on the way up and handles the ground. If it doesn't get too far out of its ground, I don't think J Mack will do that. I just feel that he's a big chance of being midfield when they approach the 800 metre mark or slightly inside that. Oh, you know, he might need a little bit of luck. Hopefully he doesn't go too wide, but he he, he looks the one. The other runner that I thought was also worth uh, mentioning is the Brenton Abdullah horse, Anything Goes. Yep. That's another runner that just got a really solid wet track profile, Ralphie. Doesn't have, you know, quite the class of a couple of the other runners, but goodness me, Ralph, you have to run half a length below benchmark to be on the podium, so why not
0: consider that? Well, it's 15 to $18 range, so yeah. that's one to put on the table there. Gee, it's frustrating this car stakes race for Vince because there are three terrific fillies here, but just in a small field. Magic Time, Opal Ridge, uh, Olentia, who's got some real serious upside from the Waller camp first up. Magic Time smashed Opal Ridge last start. Opal Ridge, though, did get a decent mid race check. And also, you were saying that uh, there was a bit of uh, in the data that so that it could have been flat last start off a big first up win.
1: Yeah, th- this is one that I'm willing to speculate on the rebound is Opal Ridge. Now that I've got some comfort that he's going to handle, given the ground, it is a no pace race, but we mustn't take away what this horse did two starts back. Uh, <laughs> even to come close to that performance, I feel Magic Time might have a hard time beating it if if this is what it ends up happening. It's 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 definitely... I'm now confident that Magic Time's the wrong price, Ralphie. Mm-hmm. And... And what I mean by the wrong price is, I actually can't separate the two, and I've got a slight
0: favouring towards Opal Ridge. And Magic Time clearly they had a bet first up, so it would have been wound up. <laughs> so, yeah. So yep. Opal Ridge, you saying it was flat, was super first up. So Lindy has got some upside as well. But what you're saying is you're interested in Opal Ridge.
1: That's the one I'm interested in. Small field, which means no one's going to do anything stupid and get you know. 15 off the fence where you're going to be in a no-go zone. They're all a big chance of being in the lanes and very unlikely to have bad luck.
0: Valana, Gravina, Bacchanalia, Coal Crusher. So we discussed this race yesterday since then. uh, Juan has come out. Obviously, they're waiting for a dry track there. But uh, Valana's going to be an anchor for a lot of people. What's your your final thoughts race morning?
1: Yeah, and they should remain confident about being an anchor. This is a horse that's even... Of course, I just don't see this horse being more than three, three, four lengths off the off the lead packer at any stage. Handles the wet ground, is the clear class runner. Of course, you do want to get a good yard parade, but if you're going to be, you know, tackling this race, this is the the horse that you don't want to be offside with. It is reasonably tight from a. From my perspective, and, and and the only reason why I'm saying reasonably tight is just looking at the fact that it's first up, Ralphie. Yeah, that's all. That's all it is, right? I, I felt that it should be a slightly better price, but ultimately. It deserves to be at the top of the market. I just felt that the top of the market should be like $3 to field. <laughs> uh,
0: the uh, the sixth race in the program here, um, the JRA plate. So Protagonist, you are bullish on it yesterday. It's now a wetter track than uh, what you're expecting. What's your final thoughts race morning?
1: <sighs> if I see the ground has, you know, and of course I'm going to be cross-checking data early in the day, Ralphie. If I'm seeing that this grounds, particularly in the home straight, is genuinely in the S5 range or better and we're seeing raw figures that are inside minus 10, then I'm probably willing to chance my arm on Protagonist. But if it's not, I'm just going to stay out of the race myself personally. And I felt some of the horses at a bigger price that should be considered is Pink Ivy and Honey Creeper because I reckon it's a wide open race if this track stays in that you know slow, heavy range.
0: Well, just on that point, because I'll get you to back the track up a bit, of, as far as your wet track indicated there, Honey Creeper, it is a duck, isn't it?
1: Absolute mud runner, uh, for sure. I, I'm. I, it was remiss for me not to also say Banker's Choice is another horse that absolutely thrives on the wet ground, Ralphie.
0: And, so, you know, when you yeah. say most advantage, years, we've got, for the race speed profiles, and just for some clarity, here, Protagonist, Lions, Raw, Sunshine, Rising, Diamil, but that's sort of, what, your five to six range, but if it's much heavier, then Banker's Choice, Honey, Creeper, Pink Ivory really come into it.
1: Yeah, and don't leave him out, particularly if, is that, that's part of the quaddy, right? No, no, fortunately. No, it's not. Seven, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then, you know, you probably... Uh, Maybe do some multis.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, right, seven on the program here. Mo- moderate tempo, so obviously, yeah. uh, moderate confidence, rather. Militarized, Don Eduardo, Kintai, bases loaded. We don't need to add much to what we said yesterday. Mil- Militarized was fantastic last start, but uh, it was on a very heavy track. It might be heavy again. We're going to find out. But uh, but also, that could have been its peak run.
1: It could have been its peak run. Plus, is it still like borderline $2?
0: Yeah, it's a very tight
1: price. Yeah, it's... $1. It's a 90. low probability of even getting into a dollar thirty a place. And not that I'm saying that I'd want to chime into this runner anyway, but the reality is it's just way too tight, given the profile of the race and where they are. And I get it though. Does militarise deserve to be at the top of the market? For sure. But it should be five to one in the field.
0: All right, now, heavier heavier track than what we thought about yesterday, hence Private Eye coming out. Uh, stable mate though, Marzu, he's going he's gonna to love these conditions, and Giga Kick is the top of the chart as far as your race speed profiles here. You've settled on Giga Kick from Marzu, Zaki, and Cascadian. What's your final thoughts, race morning? Yeah, as crazy as
1: it sounds, of course, I did take a position this morning that we're going to stay wet. And, you know, I've omitted Jack and O from the top four, right? Yep. Only for that reason, because I just got zero profile on the wet ground. But I I just don't want to rule out kick a kick. I mean, I was surprised the trainer was indicating that if it's heavy that they might <laughs> scratch it. I'm glad they haven't because, you know, 8.9 WTI gives me plenty of confidence. You can handle the ground. Now, yes, I do come to the conclusion this horse is better on dry ground at this stage. And all it means for me is it was never going to be an A-grade bet for me this race, Ralphie, right? Yep. But it's it's a genuine B-grade or C-grade bet. And the other one that I can't, I mean, yes, Marzu's a similar scenario to Giga Kick in terms of the distance and probably from a wet track, profile, Mazu's been able to sort of back up that 8.4 range on more than one occasion. So probably stamps itself a little bit better. And I get that, but I'm sort of not convinced that this horse is just going to be a boom horse at 1,400 right now. And then I have to sort of dial back and say, well, Zaki's going to go forward. You know, Annabelle Nisham. I've got to give her some respect. She can't be going there thinking the horse is no good, right, in terms yeah. of where it's at. And, you know, if we're just looking at, let's say Gigikik has any trouble with the 1400 and doesn't quite, you know, run as well as expected on the wetter condition, Amazu struggles at the 1400 and cascading a little bit too short because the pace isn't going to be there, then Zaki stands up as the next horse, doesn't it?
0: You're saying if, if it leads throughout and, and you're out of the quaddy because of it, you'd be sick. <laughs> I wouldn't
1: – exactly. That's exactly right, Ralphie. You would be very, very uh, sad. Uh, now, I went back and had another look at this uh, Japanese runner, and probably what I didn't articulate yesterday in our communication was this horse does have a mid-fours profile, but it's at a mile. Yep. And what we have on the grid at the moment, it's its best profile at 14 or 1.7. But there was communication, and apparently the trainer feels this horse is going to love the wet ground. So just bear that in mind, that's all.
0: Yeah, I, I saw a guy called Graham Pulvey who does the Japanese races and clearly knows his stuff. He, he's, he's put out that he, this horse has performed well on wet ground before. So,
1: Yeah, I just um, wonder, you know, Japanese... Ground wet, same.
0: that's three's <laughs> wet ground's a, a good G three. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that's all. So yeah. that just this is again wide thinking, looking at all the variables and taking all those things into consideration. Particularly because I know many people that get the race speed profile, they're big on quaddies, and you know they're not going to see this horse in the top four, but you should be thinking about that.
0: All right. Uh, so C- Cothiel, you're quite keen on yesterday uh, from Tamerlane when it uh, when it. Gives you a a chance to have a look at it race morning with the wet ground. What's your final thoughts?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a bit iced out because I I feel that whilst the horse can handle wet ground, there's nothing in the profile right now that says that it's dynamic. And I guess I'm looking for a, a big improvement in the ground. And it's way too early to make that call right now. But unless that's, you know, clearly evident, you know, I, I'm, I'm chilling out of the race, Ralphie, personally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. So the other horses you've got there are Ta- Tamerlane military expert that we know handles wet, and Brutality, who's a bit of a stinker. <laughs> he gets right back and he's out of play, but you, you, you've articulated here on the race speed profile so he he can certainly produce a big wet track uh, rating.
1: And this is the thing, and I I'm, and I'm, I just, again, thinking why I'd say, okay, if we just see something similar to last week and we stay in that range all day, you wouldn't want a horse like this to blow you out of a quaddy.
0: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, last race of the program here. There's been a couple of scratchings and there's been an elevation from your point of view, bringing Democracy Manifest into your, uh, your calculations. But you got the face on top from Democracy Manifest, Mao Tai, the poacher. What's your final thoughts on uh, Saturday morning?
1: Real challenge for me if we stay heavy. Yep. Or, you know, close to that. Because... <laughs> I'm not sure about Maotai now with the ground conditions being like that, Ralph, because I guess my mindset on Friday was that, you know, we might be s five, S S6, something like that. And, and really now that's like a bit more of a gamble to say that's going to be the case. So I've, I got a little bit cold from that point of view, although it's definitely going to have an advantage being on speed. I just felt the next best runner on my grid was... The face is a forward runner and got a pass mark for a WTI at a price. I'm not sure if it's still around that $15 mark or not, Ralphie. But I I just felt that from the on-pace runners and the pack field, this looks pretty good. And if it's tough to make ground, I see this horse fighting out the finish because it can handle the ground to some extent. And then the, the other runner that you just talked about, Democracy Manifest, just it does have a bit of a wet profile stamp in the positive. I, I'm not a big lover of the horse in terms of the overall profile, but the reality is it buys itself a length or two because of the ground conditions, Ralphie.
0: And what? you well, while it didn't make the top four, you're just underlining here on your race speed profiles uh, that um, the, the substantial is the X-factor runner and must include all your multiples at the minimum. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, best of luck. Uh, we appreciate you, uh, as always, being a customer. Got some challenging conditions uh, at, at, at Randwick today compared to what we thought yesterday, but hopefully uh, we're giving you some good clarity race morning and uh, and particularly at the cocker, We know it's going to happen in, in Ascot there with perfect conditions and go Amelia's Jewel.